The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Ah, there's the beep. Hi, it's Ulrich Fisher. I know you guys are sticklers for pronunciation, so that's Ulrich Fisher. And uh, first of all, glory hole. But it occurs to me you guys should be applying for uh, Saint status. St. Tom and St. Cecil, I think it has a nice ring. After all, you do have a certifiable miracle. That guy with the backache was cured by simply listening to your fabulous show. And I think you should take full advantage. Thanks for all the good work you guys did. Listen here, you two. What you two need to learn is that Jesus Christ was actually a warrior. And he would have supported... Spilled my coffee all over my desk here. (laughs) Oh, my God. All over the place, but anyway, Jesus Christ was actually a warrior general. Damn it, I just spilled a water all over this goddamn. And I broke the glass. That's great. Motherfucker. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical. It's political. And there is no welcome, Matt. This is episode 197. No. It isn't. 198. It is not 197. 199. See, here's here's what happened. I've got 199, 199. Can I hear 200, 200? Can I hear 200, 200, 200, 200? Last week, you yeah. made a mistake. You made a mm-hmm. mistake. And I carried that mistake forward this week. And the reason why is because yeah. you could yeah. pretty easily, I think, go in and change mm-hmm. the notes title to the right. next week, especially after you make a mistake sometimes. Well, you know, hold on. Yeah. It's not that easy. i got to right-click and right. rename. Right. Exactly. Right. So you could change those. But instead, what you did was nothing. And not only nothing, but you forgot that you had messed up last week. (laughs) (laughs) So you've done literally less than nothing. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Okay. All right. All right. And what have you done for the show recently, Mr. I retooled our entire website? Not less than nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I think I've made my point. You have. Your point taken, Tom. No point. I... This is really your show. <laughs> I just I just do the intro, I just do the intro and hang out. Maybe throughout, show up once in a while. Yeah. I'm like I'm like the fucking Otis to your Andy. Really, that's it. That's great. That's two weeks in a row. I know. And it that's really been bad. Changed. I haven't fucked it up for a long time either. Now we're gonna get all these fucking emails. 
Why do you even have Tom on the show? Oh, you could have totally changed it. It's the best. I hate that That's guy. The best dude. Fuck. Oh and, man. And and since they are not numbered correctly, I predict that you will make the same mistake. <laughs> Just because there is an almost one hundred percent chance that that is the case. I'm like a particularly uh. stupid dog that doesn't like learn from experience. It's like the dog like fucking pokes its nose in a beehive and thinking, like sting, yeah. sting. It's like ah. Uh, I was thinking like a kid. What's in the beehive? Yeah. I was thinking like a kid who touches a stove. Right. <laughs> it's like, why has Johnny got ten burned fingers? I know Johnny's not going to college. Why does Johnny have a stump for a hand? <laughs> And you can't discriminate. The government can't say you're a good religion, you're a bad religion. Uh, no, Alan, do you know what the difference is here? Please educate Is that <laughs> satanists... Let me sit at your feet and The learn. satanists are anti-Christian. That's how this whole movement well, started with, with the right. satanists. Who decides what religion is so okay and what religion is So if someone were out there being anti-Semitic and they had a religion and they called it whatever and mm -hmm. they wanted to put their statue... Yeah, it's got to go. Then either you have it, all religions or none. You no, can't no, because it's against another religion. I will say, though, Cecil, for all of my faults, and they are legion, at least I am one rung above the ladder of the woman from our story from the Tallahassee Democrat. Oh, man, this lady, she's a fucking Christian warrior or something. What is Dude, it? it's Catholic warrior. <laughs> she's got the shirt. That's how you know that she's a Catholic she warrior. She is a Catholic warrior. Her fucking mugshot. She's got, uh, now, she is a Catholic warrior because she's got the Catholic warrior shirt and she's got helmet hair. I know. So, <laughs> you could shoot her right there; it would bounce off. She she looks none too happy to be uh, mugshotterated here. <laughs> That's um, the thing. The mugshotterated. Yeah. So she was arrested. A Tallahassee woman. Um, she was arrested for uh, ripping apart a satanic temple holiday display <laughs> in the lobby of the Florida Capitol. Um, she said she was sorry, but she had to do it uh, because it was not right. And she tried to take it down. The officers stopped her, and they actually gave her every opportunity not to be arrested. Right. You know, they were like, just fucking don't do that and put it back. And she wouldn't do it. The Satanists did a diorama uh, that they put, and it looks like it's done by Mrs. Jensen's third grade class. <laughs> I know, dude. It's gr I actually love it's it. I think it's so awesome. fucking shoddy looking and awesome. It just looks great. I mean, it looks absolutely amazing. It's It's got... Fire around the outside that's colored orange and yellow, and then there's a tiny bit of fire that's cut out of construction paper, and then they just look like they hung what might be a, an angel from a, a nativity scene, <laughs> hanging from like fishing line, a fishing line, and it's and it's written with uh like the font that they used, all the font that they used is is hand painted on, so it looks terrible. <laughs> Yeah, I know. And like they ran out of room for holidays, and it's all scrunched oh, to the right. It looks great. It really does look great. And it's clearly a mockery of all the other ones. It's not. This woman misunderstands. This woman, what right. she's doing is she's upset that somebody said the word Satan. I, I think she's even missing the very fact that they're making fun of her. I think she really does think. That there's Satan and that there's evil and that she oh, needs to sure. cross yeah. it out. Because if you, it, nobody gets this mad if someone's making fun of you. Nobody ignores the police that you're going to go to jail because someone's making fun of you. You just dust yourself off and say, okay, someone's making fun of me. I'm just going to have to suck it up. But instead, you are willing to go to jail if you think you're stamping out evil. And I think, I really do think that's what she thought. I, dude, I do. I absolutely. When you walk around with a shirt that says Catholic warrior. Yeah. Yeah. You are not somebody who understands nuance. Yeah. 
right? Like, you're not like, oh, what I see here, this satanic display isn't actually satanic. See, what they're doing is making a point about the separation of church and state by, you know, putting this thing on on, this, on state ground. No, she doesn't get that at all. She's a Catholic warrior. Yeah. Do you think she got dressed up with her Catholic warrior shirt that morning? Like, I'm going to fucking tear up that diorama. I'm going to rip it apart. <laughs> what do I wear? Where's my rip apart of satanic town? My Catholic warrior shirt. Either that or it's like one of her three shirts that she wears. Right? You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's Catholic warrior shirt, moo moo, or house coat. Yeah, Those then, were the options this morning. Yeah. Well, when she when she got dressed, Jesus it's, is the reason for the season. That's her holiday sweater <laughs> that she wears. It's just like it's the fucking it's it's the angel. It's the footprints. Right. Footprints. There you go. Uh, in yeah. the sand. Yeah, those were her. Yeah, those were her options. Yeah. This is uh, this is a great way to show that we shouldn't be having any type of display there. This is what this is for. Is to say that no display should be here because. We can make really ridiculous ones. And there was other ones for Flying Spaghetti Monster was in there. There was a, an atheist one. I was wondering what was in the atheist one because the atheist one got put up. And I was wondering, what in the fuck do you put in there? Just nothing? It's just I like, would lo- wouldn't that it, actually be awesome if there was just box. an atheist display and it yeah. just said atheism and inside it was just yeah. a white, like just white? You, you just take a spray paint and color in a shoebox and put that up there and say, this is the atheist display. And there's that nothing in it. That would be fucking awesome, actually. You know, I, I will say, like, do you think the cops, if, if somebody had walked in and, like, grabbed the fucking baby Jesus and started, like, punting it or something, like, do you think the cops would be like, no, 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 put that back? No, they'd have fucking arrested him, I think. They'd arrested him yeah, right away. Yeah, I think you're right. So they even gave her, like, more than a reasonable benefit of the yeah, doubt yeah. to, like, get out of jail free. You know, yeah, because there's there's an inherent sympathy that like, yeah, OK, look, we realize this is offensive, but it's here and there's nothing we can do about it. So yeah. don't make us do our job. I, I recognize that this is made specifically to incite. So I understand in some ways giving her a little bit of a pass. To be like, come on, knock it off, stupid. You can't go just right. you're not like a little kid. Like you would expect this out of a little child, a little child that can't control themselves. But you are a 50 fucking four year old woman, for Christ's sake. Like. You were born in the fucking 60s. Calm your tantrum yeah. down. Like, calm your tantrum. Because that, that's, that's exactly what you had, right? I mean, she had a, she had a fucking temper tantrum. Yeah. And the only other option would be just to, like, turn your back and let her fucking have it out and not give her the attention. But then she what, what they should have done is they should have made her let her destroy it and then made her fucking oh. replace it. <laughs> like, made her, like, glue it back together all fucking weeping, fucking snot running down her nose. In her fucking footy pajamas she's, as a Catholic warrior. She's definitely going to go to hell then. Now you're fucked. <laughs> reassemble the hellfire. I don't want to <laughs> reassemble the hellfire. How do you like that? My own mother falling for that stuff. Well, you don't know, Larry. Maybe Dr. Kahuha can help her. Doctor? That guy's no doctor. He's a quack. So this story comes from uh, science.mic. Uh, we now have scientific proof that Dr. Oz is full of it. Um, so a new study uh, published in the British Medical Journal examined the healthcare advice given on the Dr. Oz show um, and the doctors, um, and uh, they're, they, he didn't come out ahead, Cecil. No. He didn't come out ahead. He did The Dr. Oz show, as it turns out, um, they broke it down into categories. The categories were weight loss, counseling, general medical advice, non-medical dietary non-weight loss, alternative therapies, cosmetic exercise, and other. Um, And they selected 40 episodes at random, and they looked at almost 500 recommendations from Dr. Oz, 
445 recommendations from the doctors. Um, and they found that in the Dr. Oz show, evidence supported a whopping 46% of the claims. Yeah. Contradicted 15%, and that there was no evidence either way. For thirty nine percent of the claims, you got to read this this right. The way you the way you you know you're reading it is correct, right? What you're saying is is that in forty six percent there was evidence, so that's good. But then the thirty nine percent there's nothing. There's no evidence supporting it, and then in fifteen percent it actively contradicts it. And and it's not talking about you know I want to make sure that because when I first read it I thought was this talking about how how often doctors are right. And no, it's not. It's talking about how often Dr. Oz is using supporting evidence. These two shows are clearly wrong and giving either evidence that's not supported or in some cases actually against what is supported. So that's something that really needs to be paid attention to here, that he's giving evidence in saying this. I'm telling you to do something that clearly is not supported by evidence. It's like going to a mechanic with a car. That's overheating, and you say, and 39% of the time, they say, well, just blow on it until it cools off. Right. <laughs> you know what you got to do? You got to rub hot peppers yeah. on and it. And then like, 15% wait, of the time, they say, well, just light it on fire. Right. You know, it's overheating. I just fucking yeah. just throw some gas on it and light it on fire. That's what they're saying. So you've yeah. got you've to look at this in a way that's uh, that's very critical of those people. I mean, even the doctors who got much better ratings, they got much better results. When it comes to the truth claims, the doctors wound up being 63%, which is much better than the 46 that Dr. Oz was. Right. But they were, they contradicted evidence in 14%, which is just as much uh, as often as Dr. Oz does it at 15%. Very often. And these were taken at 40 shows at random. They didn't go through every episode, but they took 40 episodes each at random and then went through and they both have over 400 episodes on TV. So they've been on for quite some time. And they took a look at these things and they said, hey, you're giving out bad advice. If you went to the doctor and he told you some crazy shit that they tell you that specifically contradicted evidence, you might have yourself a, a, a case for malpractice. Yeah, I, I really I don't get like the um, I mean, I guess I, I do understand his sort of like folksy down home remedy kind of, you know, miracle cure sell all right, because you don't have access. Presents. You don't have access to prescription medicine at that point. So what you know, right. he's got to give you something that can be a sort of folksy way to get things cured. You know, I, I, I really don't think that like doctors have any place giving any kind of generalized medical advice at all on television. Like and I, I'm I'm sort of baffled by right. the people that are like well, I don't know. I'm definitely going to make this or that lifestyle change because I saw a TV doctor say it to a fucking crowd of undifferentiated strangers. Yeah. Could you imagine like, a show like that called The Lawyers? Right? Fucking lawyers would be like, we're not going to be on this show. Right. We know too much. Well, it, the very we're fact that, that someone, in the, someone in the audience would be like, well, this is happening. And without understanding the full depths of that case... Could you sit on that panel and say, oh, well, all you have to do is X? I'm sure for several very small things that would have to do with lawyers, right, with legal issues, there'd be easy fixes. But some of them are very, very complicated legal issues that you just can't fix with a wave of the hand. And so while you could easily vet some of the questions to get the easiest answers, some of the stuff you just wouldn't be able to answer. Well, compare something like this to like – you used to listen to Car Talk, right? Right. So remember when they had like stump the chumps? Yeah. And they would call back and see if they were right or wrong. And then they would laugh about how often they were wrong. Yeah. And that's a car. 
that's a thing we built. Like we fucking humans invented it. And like it's a very no, it's it's known. Like yeah. it, there's only a handful of things that can go wrong relative to the human body, right? It's not like when you would, when you examine the complexity of a fucking car against the complexity of the human body. And all the things that can sure. go wrong and all the various things that are, you know, a little different about this body versus that body and the he- medical history and all. Like, it's like it's not even remotely comparable. It's not even remotely comparable. And they had a whole segment of their show about like, hey, maybe we're fucking maybe our advice was bullshit. Let's find out and make jokes about it. And that's a car. Right. But think about the think about the converse of this. What if Dr. Oz had that segment? Who would be able to call in? <laughs> Right, he's like, I'm, I'm really dead sick, now. or I'm dead, or whatever. I'm not, I'm not so, saying he's killing people, but clearly, right. uh, uh, yeah, now I'm an amputee. I, I don't know right, who yeah. calls in. Well, <laughs> turns out it was flesh-eating bacteria, not, you know, I didn't need more zinc in it's my diet. It's very different. So, it's very different when you, your carburetor's messing up and or your liver's messing up. <laughs> so, yeah, the stakes are a, a little, little higher, higher, right? It's like, oh, man. The fucking yeah. car talk guys told me to fucking put a new water pump in, yep. and I did that, and the fucking, you know, car's still not running right, so I guess I'm out a couple of hundred bucks in a few hours yeah. of my day. Yeah. That sucks. Uh, how? What about you? Uh, how, how'd you do? Well, I, you know, Dr. Oz told me to take these fucking sham pills full of fucking placebo dust, <laughs> and, you know, it turns out my fucking appendix ruptured, yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm like a lot worse off. <laughs> I'm gonna go with not good on this one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Because I I'm just down two hundred bucks. Oh, yeah. I think too that you could probably make a show that is really really vanilla and never touches on big issues, but talks about general issues. So you could talk about this is how you improve your general health. This is how you improve your general diet. Uh, things like that. But. Uh, but I don't think that that's that's good enough for them. I think I think the problem is is that that would get boring and you'd run out of topics too quickly. So they've got to get specific. And I also think too that if, if, you know people uh, see what happens with someone on TV and they, they they might see them themselves with the same symptoms and then start diagnosing themselves with some of these things that may or may not be true. And that's what happens with like right. a web WebMD all the time, where people they know a symptom, they think, oh man, I feeling really tired lately and then they go google like really tired like i have cancer (laughs) right it's like flu like symptoms yeah oh my god i've got every disease exactly so so there's there's some serious problems with self-diagnosis there's some serious problems with uh with with sharing symptoms and and under and not understanding the cause of what's happening with you i i really feel like it's a it's a dangerous television show uh in the sense that it could be giving many different people some really bad ideas Oh, this fucking story. This story comes from India today. Um, Peshawar killing consistent with Prophet Muhammad's teachings, says the Pakistan Taliban. Um, uh, Fucking... My God. So there was a school massacre um, which was carried out uh, by the uh, Taliban. It was the it was the bloodiest school massacre in modern history. Um, I, I don't even know. I can't even believe saying that shit. Like, that's ridiculous. It's 132 kids. 132 kids fucking murdered. Um, and, and these guys are going on and being like, 
Yeah, that seems consistent with our religion. Our, our religion, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I, you know, I read through this book and it says you can totally slaughter children in a fucking school. Why you, you, I don't even care if it was true. It, you've picked the wrong religion. <laughs> you know, like even exactly. if everything about your religion was true, yeah. even if fucking Allah came down and fucking played cards with me every Thursday. If, if fucking one of those Thursdays, he was like, yeah, so uh, check this new verse I wrote out. I'm like, yeah, it totally justifies the slaughtering of children in a school. Like, mm, you're not fucking, I'm, you're not my God. Like, I'm done. We're done here. Yeah. <laughs> like, makes mind conflicts like Dr. Seuss. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I, what, I find, what I find, too, interesting is that the people who are apologists now are going to they're going to seep out of the woods like woodwork out of this like like Aslan right that fucking Ask, right. uh, Reza Aslan I saw a tweet from him and basically he's going to say religion had nothing to do with it because they were reading the text wrong you misunderstand how this works dude it's a metaphor filled text they are interpreting it based on their religion it's not based on anything it's not like they they wake up in the morning and they say oh you know what this is I'm going to interpret this completely politically. They're not doing that. They're interpreting it based on their religion. Now, yeah, is it based on their culture and all this other stuff? Yeah. But the problem is, is that they're interpreting the text. They're interpreting this particular text. And now he posted something I want to say on his Twitter account that said, this is how you should be reading it. It's like, OK, well, that's fucking great. That's how they should be reading it. But they're not reading it like that. So right. suddenly it's not the religion's fault. No, it's absolutely the religion's fault. It's the religion's fault because they shouldn't be reading shit like that that can be fucking twisted like that anyway. They shouldn't be at least putting that much stock into something that can be twisted like that. And, you know, the thing is, man, if it's a metaphor and so I get to kind of take some license with meaning, if I'm the kind of person that's like, mm, man, this is a metaphor, let's take some license with the meaning, and then I read a passage about the time that Prophet Muhammad ordered only those children be killed whose pubic hairs have appeared. That's that's what was uh, quoted here um, when talking about the slaughter 1,400 years ago of 800 men and boys. Um, I, I got to tell you, like, I think I would try, I would fucking bend over backwards to try to find ways to condemn that killing, right? Like, I would try to, I would bend over backwards to try to find ways to be like, man, that is so obviously grotesquely out of bounds i'm going to use my holy text to find ways to say that that is fucking well outside the norm if this is really a metaphor and i have some latitude with the meaning then i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna stretch my fucking intellectual muscles to try to find ways to not just to to do the opposite to to condemn the murder of innocent people, right? Like, because don't you just naturally want to condemn the murder of innocent people? Like, what, what worldview are you like? Oh, man. Totally killed 132 kids in a school. How can I make that seem okie dokie? Yeah. Or why would you even want to make that seem okie dokie? Yeah. Wouldn't every fiber in your being scream out to you that, like, that we shouldn't be killing, like, like kids? Like, if we can't even agree on that, yeah. Like, if what is there left to agree on really as a people? A like, pretty simple. Falafel? Yeah. It's a pretty simple premise, right? Huh. 
We're not going to kill kids. Oh, we're not going to kill kids. All right, kids are off the uh, kids are off the the menu. We're not allowed to do that. What about if they have pubic hair? Ah, uh, are they still kids? Come on now. Uh, you got to did, uh, did we think that they like, fucking made them unzip? Yeah. You know, like God. check. Uh, yeah, he's got one one hair. Boom. Oh fuck, that was lint. What is just like peach fuzz? <laughs> right. Sorry. <laughs> I the kids like in the back of the line are hurriedly like picking yeah, out like hand me the razor hand me the razor oh god yeah I thought I, I totally manscaped before school today <laughs> I feel like you know these people who are gonna defend this sort of thing you're just as awful as the people who did it if you're gonna try to minimize this and defend this and say oh it's not religion's problem you're an awful human being. You're a for person sure. who's gonna who's going to apologize for backward thinking and apologize for their uh, their culture's get out of jail free card, and I think that that's bullshit. God, yeah, just it's what's going on. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> um, it's from Middle East Eye. Uh, Iraq, 150 women killed after refusing to marry Islamic State fighters. Um, and I will echo my sentiment from Twitter that he should have gone to Jared. Oh, Oh, terrible. You terrible. know, it, it brings forth like an engagement commercial where right? there's like the snow falling down and you hear the voiceover say, tell her you'd execute her all over again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, like there's like a scene where he's like, he like bends down on one knee and it's on the fucking jumbotron oh. at like some big fucking stadium. <laughs> and she like looks and she gasps and pushes her hands to her mouth and then slowly shakes her head. No. Oh. <laughs> And there's a bullet in the box. And right there on the jumbo trot, he's just like, ah, and he just shoots her. Boom. Like, done and done. Yeah, she just opens the box, and there's like a little bullet in there. Right. Aww. Oh. It's like you pick, it's like it's like the, the Morpheus. Like, it's like a ring. It's like the red pill, blue pill. Yeah. You know, like, it's a ring or a oh, bullet. No. Like, which one do you want? Oh, I'll no. tell you which one I'd fucking pick. Oh. You know, the, the thing well, is, like. Hold on now. Hold on. Hold on. No, Tom's talking about 150 women who refused to marry Islamic State fighters, and then they got executed, okay? Right. Really, this is the worst let's make a deal show ever, okay? <laughs> oh, no! Because there's two doors, and behind right. one is murder, and the other is rape. So Ugh. what I'm really looking for is the door that you could get the goat. Like, that's the one I... Right. Like, that's Something. the win in this situation. Why isn't there a third door? I want the goat! Can I just have the goat? The murderer rape is really not a choice, I don't think, it no, turns out. No, it's not a choice, and I, you know... Joking about like which one I would pick, I have no idea yeah. what I would pick. You know, like, do you want a life of like pain and servitude? Yeah. You know, or do you, would you rather just be done? Yeah. You know, there's no, there is no third door. And that's, that is fucking a huge tragedy. Yeah. You know, that there's no fucking third door. Like, autonomy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no, like, it's Monty Hall with no plus. It's just like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> God damn it. Where's the new car? <laughs> Drive myself <laughs> the not, fuck out of here. <laughs> none of these is a convertible. Oh, none of these. At this point, um, you take a year worth of spam. You know what I mean? Like, whatever the worst thing you have, I will take right. that. Can I get just the fucking 
first bucket in the bozo bucket. That's all I want. Can I just, just get beaten mine. with sticks to unconsciousness? Because that's an upgrade. That is a vast upgrade. Um, at least a hundred is from the right from the article. At least one hundred and fifty females, including pregnant women, were executed in Fallujah by a militant named Abu Anas Al Labibi or something after they refused to accept jihad marriage. Uh, many families were also forced to migrate from the province's northern town um, after hundreds of residents received threats. And then later in the article, it says they're fucking stranded in the desert. So it just gets worse and worse. Great. Um, the ministry said many children died when their families were stranded in the desert after leaving their homes. So it's like everything that is going on over there is the worst thing. Like everything that's going on right now is like the fucking worst thing. And there, there's no choices for these folks. Like the fucking these Islamic nut jobs are, you know, running into the town and being like, "Yeah, we want to fucking marry your pregnant women." And the pregnant women are like, "Kind of already did that once <laughs> with my husband who impregnated me." Shoot, it's gonna be real awkward. And they just, they just fucking, they just killed a bunch of people, and they killed them because they are doing a practice that people stop doing. A thousand years ago. Right. Right. A thousand years of war. And I'm not saying, I don't know exactly. Please, pedantic people, don't tell me it fucking went on at fucking 200 years ago, three. I don't care. But really, an antiquated practice. Let's just call it that. Right. It's a it's a practice that no one does any. They didn't do this in the Civil War, I don't think, where you just like show up and be like, oh, gotta marry all of us. Yeah. I, you know, like, like taking women as spoils of war. Yeah. Is, I mean, it is a Middle Ages practice. Um, and, and to look and say, like, this is still go- this is going on again, like there's a fucking revival of the past. I mean, this is some like I'm not fucking around like this is really like I look at this and I keep thinking like, man, it's the fucking dark ages. Yeah. Like it's it. this is how the dark ages began, like because you you really have an era and an area that used to be like culturally significant, educationally significant. You know, there was a time in Afghanistan and, and you know, in, in Iraq um, where women didn't have to fucking cover their heads. I mean, this is a time not that long ago. We're yeah. talking about like the 1970s yeah. where this was really a, a nearly secular society where women could be educated, where they could walk around without being covered. You know, so it's not like, oh, man, it's always been this way. That fucking excuse of like, well, it's always been this way. And this is just part of the fucking, you know, native culture. Ha ha ha. No. I mean, this is actually a relatively recent uh, regression. And you have to look at this as a regression into a dark ages. It wouldn't surprise me at all if I saw like really fucking sieging castles with catapults. Be like, well, fucking of course they are. Like, why not? Like, it's all fucking, let's talk about <laughs> dragons and send people in armor. I mean, it's just they're ridiculous. Throwing, they're throwing plague bodies over the fucking ramparts, you know? Right? <laughs> it's just like, okay. They already believe in wizards, yeah. dude. Yeah. No, you're like, right. Absolutely. Yeah, fucking wizards. You know, you might as well just fucking have some sort of dark ritual to bring forth some sort of jinn to attack people. A long black cock, long black cock. A long black so this story comes from the Huffington Post. Uh, Turkey's president, uh, Erdogan, decries birth control as a form of treason. Um, Turkish president Tayyip Erdogan. I think I nailed that. <laughs> Erdogan sounds like a dragon, doesn't it? I, it does. It's like it an totally elder dragon. Like a dragon that like, they're going to have to go Or something visit. from like Star Wars yeah. world. <laughs> 
It's like, you know, like, no, that's like a race, though. It's like a race. Like you go to the planet and it's it's inhabited by the Erdogans. Right. Yeah. It's, oh, it's the exactly. Erdogans. I, are they friendly? I don't know. Uh, Ask the Taip. Yeah. <laughs> Ride a Taip over there <laughs> and. And check out the Erdogans. <laughs> now we're going to get a fucking email from a Taip Erdogan. My name is not oh, a Mock. God. Um, but evidently, like, he shows up to weddings, which I thought was weird because in the article it says he urged a newly married couple at their wedding on Sunday <laughs> to have at least three children. So it's just like, I got nothing to do. He's like wedding crashers. That's exactly what I was thinking. He's like a serial wedding crasher. He just shows up and people don't want to kick him out because he's the president. They're just like, oh, that dude showed up? I feel up? like he's the Owen Wilson yeah. version. <laughs> You know, he just shows up in kind of like a dumb, drawling yeah. voice. You His know? nose is but, too hey, perfect for that, I think. You guys have to have yeah. at least three children. <laughs> um, and he says that uh, for years that women have committed a treason of birth control, seeking to dry up our bloodline. Lineage is very important, both economically and spiritually. Um, he said it was unnatural to consider women and men equal. Oh. And he said the feminists did not understand the importance of motherhood. <laughs> this is a guy who doesn't understand what words mean. Right? <laughs> right? Either that or these words cannot be translated into English. <laughs> <laughs> like there's clearly something going on over here. It's not. This is I'm missing this. this I mean, yeah, this is exactly it. He, I think that these I just think that this is not a translatable thing because the way he, what you just said doesn't even make any sense. No, feminists no, don't doesn't. understand the importance of motherhood. It's a, are you fucking kidding me? That's like saying guys don't understand the importance of their balls. Are you kidding right. me? <laughs> I understand the importance of my balls just fine. Yeah. Like the whole idea here with with the feminists is like. Like feminism seeks to empower women so that they can decide if or yes. when they want to be if mothers. They want like to have kids. <laughs> like that's that is like that is like a fundamental yep. right. Yeah. Like so they just don't get fucking willy nilly impregnated yes. at the fucking whim of chance. Yes. And and you know maybe he's saying that that because they've some of them have decided not to have children that they don't understand it. But that's just you not understanding that other humans should have a choice. That's all right. that is. That's not their misunderstanding. It's your misunderstanding, president oh. of a nation. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that it's like, well, it's spiritually very important that you guys have lots of kids because otherwise people are going to figure out this is all bullshit. Yeah, well. I mean, that's really the kind of what he's saying. Yeah. Like, look, look. If we have small families, then those families will have enough resources to educate Look. their kids. And, you know, like all of a sudden kids will start to grow up in a world where they're not like struggling fucking hand to mouth at every moment. And we won't be producing like mad amounts of the same fucking generation after generation of non-critical thinkers. So let's skip that. Let's part. Keep doing that. Yeah. If you don't shit out kids like a hog, it'll give you a chance to think. So right. we don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> I really do think that there's something to that, like that quiverful and the whole thing. It's like, yep. just fucking keep having kids. Yep. Never stop. Never consider. Always just keep having kids. Think of how busy it's, you'd be as a, as a woman if you if you, if that's your job, right? Like, let's just right. say that that's your job is to produce the offspring. Once you know you're impregnated, then it's your job to take care of yourself while you're pregnant, and then your job to birth the kid, and then your job to take care of it, and then your job to get pregnant again while you're taking care of a little one, and then you shit out another one, and then you you're just repeating cycle over and over and over again. Women that have one child can be frazzled by this sort of thing. Can you imagine if you had happen to have, say, three children under five? No, no, don't even say it. And you're pregnant. 
Oh. No, stop talking. Goodness gracious. Well, that's yeah. going to suck. When do you have time to think? The more kids you have, unless you're a person of you know near infinite resources, right? Like you have to spread your resources, your time resources, yeah. your yeah. dollar resources, your educational resources. All those things are finite. So when you spread those out amongst, you know, these huge broods, you know, rather than focusing them on a, on a, a smaller handful of kids. And certainly don't get me wrong. Like if somebody has the fucking time and energy and financial resources and they want a big family, then fucking have a big family. But it should not be a fucking government's policy to promote a big family, because when you do that, like there's something behind that. Right. It's good for someone and probably not you. When you've got a huge organization who's saying, like, yeah, we really want to promote massive, enormous families because massive, enormous families shit more kids into the population, you know, there's there's a reason for that. There's a reason they want to fill their fucking coffers with your children. Podcasters, they live in squalor, destitute and disenfranchised, eking out an existence as best they can in such desolate places as Chicago. In pairs, but otherwise alone, they suffer from hunger and thirst, barely making it day to day on store brand chicken wings and weak domestic beer. But now you can help. For just a few dollars a podcast, pennies a day, you can give them the restaurant-style chicken wings and imported beer that they so desperately need. For less than the price of a cup of coffee, you can make a difference in their lives, allowing them the opportunity to rant unfettered as nature intended. Please... Go to patreon.com backslash distance pod today, make a pledge, and help these poor, innocent creatures lead a life worth living. Dude, can we get one story that's not the saddest possible story? No, they just keep going downhill, Tom. Dude, who picked <laughs> these stories? It was uh, me. You did? And then you mislabeled the notes. To- <laughs> oh, so this story comes from... Fucking independent dot Ireland slash sad slash cry a lot dot boo. Uh, brain dead woman kept on life support for 20 days to protect unborn child. Um, brain dead woman at the center of a tragic life support case died on December the 3rd, but was maintained on life support because of the constitutional protection for the unborn. So they basically kept this woman as a fucking pod. Um, alive after she was fucking entirely dead. Her body was no longer able to, quote, obtain normal body tone. Um, and, uh, and they just, like, this is the fucking, this is the problem with these fucking no-bendy laws, right? Like these black and white hard line in the sand laws. Did the daughter die too? The, the- it does say that the, that the unborn child, that there is minimal expectation that the child would be alive. Would be okay. I mean, it feels like torture for the sake of your own religion. And doesn't this kind of put a thumb in the eye of your God? I mean, like, if you believe in a God 
and I think that these guys do, that is interventionist, right? Yeah. Or that at least has a hand on the on the wheel of fate, right? So if you believe in that kind of a god, a, a god with his hand on the wheel of fate, and and this god is at least partially responsible for, for you getting pregnant and for you getting sick and for you dying, and then you step in from the outside with technology and you keep this body... I, you can't even use a live, but you keep this body with its fucking blood circulating and oxygen moving through the system, although the the, the brain is dead. Aren't you putting a thumb in the eye of fate? Yeah, and, and it, it is a symptomatic, I think, of what you said earlier, which is these black and white laws that say there can't be any of this. Well, sometimes you just got to say, let it go. Let it go, and, and, and let's let's let people grieve, and let's let people figure this thing out. If they're saying that there's not a lot of chances for this kid... Why would you want the child to suffer, especially if you think that abortion is actually making the child suffer, right? Because that's what there's that's what the argument is, is that it's a child and that it's suffering. Those are the two major things that they're saying when people are against abortion is that one, it's a child. The moment a woman looks at a man. So that's <laughs> it's a child. Then. And then secondly, it's a uh, it's it's going to suffer the moment it becomes a fucking thing. So the moment it's a. Uh, a tiny blood stain it's it's going to suffer and the the fact is is that you're making it suffer even more you're prolonging its suffering here so uh, it, you're basically having uh instead of an abortion or a death of this woman and the child dies with it or an abortion that lasts a short amount of time you're making an abortion last weeks why right. do that that doesn't seem like a good idea but instead you're just throwing all those things out and it really flies in the face of all the moral arguments you have against it yeah i i don't uh, this is just the weird grotesquerie yeah of 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 the uh, uh inability for people to accept that their worldview does not conform to the modern medical system right yeah like this is a clash between between the reality of how how science and technology and medicine all have come to uh, intersect with our everyday lives and a fucking moral proclamation that simply did not foresee this. Yeah, that's it. That's what you've got here. You've got, you know, it's 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 like it's like saying, like, well, how do we address the issue of fucking Amish carriages on the fucking, uh, you know, expressway? Well, man, there's not going to be a good answer for that. They have to be in the far, far, far right lane. <laughs> They're driving actually, the shoulder. Yeah, no, you have to. You have to like get in the grass at that point. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even get on the shoulder of the road. The shoulder is far too fast. The shoulder is like fucking 1901. <laughs> you can't even have you there. There's an 1800s yeah. lane <laughs> that you have to get into. Like an old timey lane. It's like you, you get into it and it's just like fucking Tom Sawyer yeah. and Huck Finn are there yeah. and it's just fucking. And it's like fucking when you say half day road, you literally mean half day road. Right. It yeah. takes you half the it day to get down it. It takes a half day to get there. You get on there and you're like, oh, man, it feels just like the past. I have cholera. Yeah. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> on your way to grandma's, you die of dysentery. It sucks. Every every time you travel, it's like playing the Oregon Trail. Like <laughs> Oh, we're going to go get groceries. Well, you better bring the whole family because there's a possibility we're going to have to ford a river. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted to play the Oregon Trail, but have like the Donner Party option. So right, we just get to eat them? <laughs> to eat like, your fucking traveling nom, nom, companions? Nom, 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 nom. God, I would play the fuck out of that game. If there was like, <laughs> if there was an Oregon Trail, but you got game. to just like, 
be really like crazy uh, mercenary, you know? Yeah, like, they should make like a, a Grand Theft Auto Oregon Trail. <laughs> Holy shit, that would be so awesome! Oh my god, oh. I would play that game. That game would be oh, fun. Oh gosh. Every that third, would be so bad. Every third turn, you just die of some fucking tragic disease. It's Your like kid a slow is dead. motion car, like horse oh, jacking. Yeah. Like you just like walk up <laughs> and just like <laughs> throw somebody off their horse. Oh. Try like it's like a low speed getaway and like fucking covered wagons. <laughs> slow speed getaway. Uh, we'll catch them by sundown. Well, boys and girls, put your hand up if you've heard of the word evolution. Oh, boy, I think just about everyone puts their hands up. All right, finally something fun. This is from Right Wing Watch. Oh, Barton. David Barton. The founding fathers opposed the theory of evolution. They did, Tom. Yes. They did. They did. I'm sure that they did. They did. Back when it was proposed first in 500 B.C. Yeah. Well, hold on now. Let's not ruin what he has to say, because I think, you know, we don't want to take this guy out of context, do we? Right. No, no. It would be be unfair to put words in the illustrious (laughs) hat of David Barton. (laughs) I wonder if he does have an illustrious mouth. All right, so we're moving on. This is 51 seconds long. This is David Barton, and he's speaking at the First Christian Church in Kernersville, North Carolina. I mean, the Bible says there is nothing new under the sun. Technology changes. Human behavior doesn't. As long as there have been people who were pregnant, there were people who didn't want to be pregnant. That makes sense, right? Okay, sure. sure. Yeah. Abortion's nothing new, and that's why we have in our library this book on abortion from 1808. Abortion, American, first American edition, abortion, 1808? Really? Yeah. Do you know the first ban on homosexuals in the military was instituted by George Washington in March of 1778? Do you know the founding fathers had extensive writings on the problems with evolution and why creation was right? Wait, wait, whoa, wait, what? Uh, <laughs> hold on. What? Did you know this? Yeah, hold on. Now, so uh, let me, I'm just going to look it up because I don't know off the top of my head his dates. Let me just look it up. When did Darwin become up with his theory of evolution? Uh, 1836. Oh, that seems like a long time after. Yeah, let me do some quick math. That's uh, not possible. (laughs) It's a long time after. (laughs) Now, hold on, hold on. No, we're being ridiculous. It's possible that the founding fathers had time machines. Well, did they, did one of them grow to be like over 100 years old? (laughs) It it could have. You never know. He could have fucking Moses that shit. I gotta see when they died. Now, let me look at founding fathers. Now, I gotta look it up, because I'm just... Okay, yeah, because we don't want to speak out of turn. Right, I mean, because if the founding fathers were around... We'll get accused of not doing our research on this. Okay, so Franklin died in in the 1700s, late 1700s. These are the people who signed the Declaration of Independence. Clymer died in, uh, in 1813, so years before he did it. Eldridge El, Elbridge Jerry, who signed it as well. I never heard of that guy. Yeah, okay. uh, it looks like he died in 1814. Then we got uh, Robert Morris, who died in 1806. George Reed, who died in 1798, and then uh, 1793 for Roger Sherman. Uh, we also have Wilson and White. Wilson died in 1798, and then White died in 1806. So that's the people there who signed the Declaration of Independence. Articles of Confederation, uh, we're looking at Daniel Carroll, 1796, uh, Dickinson, 1808, and uh, Governor Morris, this is uh, 1816. So... I I have not found anybody who has 
lived past, say, the early 1800s, if that. Well, is it is it not possible that they could have been uh, buried prematurely with pen and paper <laughs> and a candle and that they waited 30 to 40 years in the coffin than when they overheard through the six feet of dirt four decades after their is it like passing. what about Adams? Maybe Adams. Let's see if that's you're not you're just you're just discounting my theory. I'm entirely? trying to find people at this point now. I'm like, does anybody live until the 30s, into 1830s? And the ch- no, they didn't. <laughs> None of the founding fathers were around. All right. Well, all right. Well, maybe Barton has an explanation it's possible. for the seeming it's possible. discrepancy. Yeah, it's possible. You think creation came in, evolution came in from Darwin? No, no, no. Evolution had all. Everything Darwin argued had been established 500 years B.C. Oh, okay, all right, that's why. Oh, yeah. Right, and they just ignored it for 2,336 years. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay. Okay, no, that's not. Yeah, it didn't seem important, you know, for the first two millennia. All Darwin did was take all the evolutionary thought that was out there and put it in one book, make it really easy to read. That wasn't original thinking by Darwin. It was there by 500 B.C. That wasn't original thinking by Darwin? What? I disagree, sir. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I'm sure he backs that claim up with a citation. That's why the founding fathers had huge writings on evolution and creation. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, well, uh, let's uh, let's do a quick Google this. Uh, <laughs> Hold on, though, Tom. They did. I, actually, I did do a little research. They did talk about evolution. They also talked about these things. The founding fathers talked about space travel. They talked about. <laughs> they talked about computer virtual reality. That's right. another one. Ebola. They were they were definitely against Ebola. They had a huge diatribe about JavaScript. That's one of the I'm things sure. that they I'm the sure. Kardashians. They were against the Kardashians. Um, they didn't like segways, and they talked about it extensively in their writings. Um, they talked about the Pentium chip hyperthreading technology. That's another one that they 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 were against. And then finally, zippers. They were against yes. those. <laughs> so they were, they were not pro zipper. <laughs> they didn't like they didn't like buggy whips. <laughs> That's a- <laughs> I like that the zipper wasn't even invented then. Like the zipper wasn't even invented for them well, to make fun. Of. I mean, you get all worked up about about these modern inventions, you know. I mean the the the, the founding fathers were definitely not pro uh, paper clips paper- either. So that was <laughs> not. I mean, gum. that was high fucking thumbtacks. Yeah. This were this was big technology. Scotch tape. Yeah, they would have fucking scotch tape was actually abhorrent in the eyes of God. Yeah. It's in there. It's in Deuteronomy. It's somewhere, weird though I'm that sure. they liked like, post-it notes. I mean, that's oh, the weird thing. And the post-it notes come straight from hell itself. Uh, <laughs> no, you know? no, that's why they come in those fucking bright colors. It's to mimic the fires of hell. I'm telling you, they didn't because I saw Thomas. I saw Thomas Jefferson's Bible, and it's full of post-it notes. It's <laughs> and it's it's amazing that you could say something like this. That you could go out of your way and say. Here's a thing that didn't exist. I mean, just imagine he talked about anything else. One of the things I mentioned, space travel, let's say. If he were to say something like that, people would immediately be like, whoa, wait a minute. He didn't talk right. Nobody talked about space travel back then. That'd because be it's crazy. obviously different, right? But people hear evolution and they want some reason to fucking hate it. They want some reason to, one, think that it's... It's uh, it's it, that the founding fathers didn't like it because they don't like it. So they want to get reinforcement from some authority that says that this is not a good thing. So what's the perfect authority for them? Founding fathers, because they fucking fillet the founding fathers constantly. They love them. So they want to make sure that they reinforce it. Right. Well, because the founding fathers have become 
I mean, they really have become yeah, demigods they're deified. in the eyes yeah, of, absolutely. of some of these yeah, fucking idiots. They're totally deified. Right. So we have, we have the, he's, he's, he's bringing that up, but then they also want to say that it's not that innovative. It's not an innovative theory. It's not an interesting theory. It's been around forever and people discounted it for thousands of years, but now we're so stupid that we're believing it. But they've, right. it's been around forever, but nobody's believed it. Well, you know what else has been around forever and people still believe it is fucking Christianity, asshole. You know, <laughs> that's fucking 500 BC. Turns out that's pretty old. Yeah. Well, not yeah. Chris, Christianity isn't 500 BC, but, but, you know, the, the religious tradition that founded Christianity is older than that. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. So this story also comes from Right Wing Watch. Michelle Bachman says she defeated the progressives by outsmarting them. Um, Wow, this fits right perfectly with the David Barton just really making does. shit up. Yeah. I love the idea that you defeated the progressives. You're getting kicked out of office. Yeah, you're losing. <laughs> well, I defeated them by losing my seat. Let's listen to Captain Crazy Eyes here for a second. This is a minute and 11 seconds long. This is uh, this is World Net Daily she did an interview for. about. This is about leaving Congress. So she, this is Michelle Bachman on World Net Daily. They want their agenda to succeed. I took them on with their agenda, and I went to the heart of whatever it was that they wanted to advance and tried to take it apart through evidence-based arguments. I use my my brain smarts and my uh, my uh, <laughs> my smarts habit and my brain thinking, and I thought I thought all the Democrats, <laughs> my evidence-based thought th- thought thinking bits. Yeah, did I <laughs> my evidence-based thinking? used and aided. Oh, it's great. I love the idea that she thinks evidence is a thing. That's yep. amazing. I'm surprised she was able to say it out loud. That's amazing. Is this just this is just proof again that there yeah. is no god cuz she wasn't uh smote immediately for that nonsense. Right? Like I would think she'd be like, "I use evidence-based thing." You'd be like, "God's like, no, I'm yeah. not, I can't. I, even I can't tolerate that." <laughs> Like, I'll let fucking, I'll let children starve to death in a fucking field. Yeah. And it means nothing to me. Yeah. But Michelle Bachman talking about using evidence? No, lightning bolt right to the forehead. And they don't like that. When when the left argues, they argue from emotionalism. They don't argue from uh, a logical, linear point of view. And um, I take them on at their false premises. That's the best way to defeat them, by the way. Defeat them with evidence and defeat them with their false premises. And um, I did that. And it, you do pay a price. I became a target for them, but so what? I mean, why else am I here? I was here to advance the cause of liberty and freedom, and I'm glad that I did what I did. It does come at a price. You know, the Republican Party always gets a bad rap because there's not as many women that are in elective office, but it's a tough business. Um, It it is public humiliation, public ridicule, um, constant criticism when you're in public office if you take on the left. Wow. <laughs> what if you don't take on the left as someone on the right? right. Then you're seen as a lukewarm pissant and you get out of, out of office that way. What, do you, what can you possibly do other than what you did? In an adversarial two-party system, <laughs> I don't care which side you're on. Right. Your, part of your job is to take on the other side. Yeah. Like, don't talk about it like you did some fucking heroic thing, <laughs> right? Like, oh, yeah, I, I took on my opponents. I'd be yeah. like, can you imagine if a fucking defensive lineman was like, yeah. yeah, well, you know, I mean, I get a lot of shit. People crash into me all the time, try to knock me over, push me around. But, hey, you know, that's what I'm here for. 
You know, I'm a defensive lineman. I'm kind of, I'm kind of shocked. You know what an offensive and a defensive lineman is, right? The uh, nailed that. I think. Well, could you imagine if it was like an MMA fighter? Man, I right. just I punch people all the time. You're like, no shit, dude. That's what you do every well, you day. Get, you now. get in fighting for my yeah. life. She now, gets she gets into an argument what? constantly. Okay, well, that's what your job is: is to argue. That's what you do. You didn't fucking you didn't save a goddamn cat out of a tree, even right. Right? Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and But she won, dude. She won. Well, and then she also somehow, like, emotionalism is what they're using as their as the thoughts of their arguments. You're basically strawmanning the entire arguments that is from, an, uh, from uh, 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 the opposing political party. All of them are emotional. Every single one is an appeal to emotion. Really? That's it, man. I can't even say that about the Republicans, for Christ's sakes. You, you can't, can't say, say that about any party, right? Like they just have yeah. different thoughts about how about how the world works. They have different, they have fundamentally differing worldviews. Not only about like how we see the world we live in today, but about like what we would like our future to look like, and what like how we weigh the importance of different subjects and different like that's. That is how these things work. It's not just like, well, one's intellectual and one's emotional. Like, well, that's a fucking gross oversimplification. Thanks for not adding fucking any energy to the system at all. The far right, they're going to believe whatever these people have to say because this is the fucking, this is their worldview. This is it. Right. And these people reinforce my worldview. But there's got to be plenty of other people out there that are on the right that hear her talk and say, there's no way that all of your fucking arguments come from that. All the arguments on the other side come from an emotional standpoint. There's no way that that's the case. Right. That there has to be some evidence. Now, you may not agree with some of the evidence. Right. You may not agree with some of the evidence, let's say, with global warming. You may not agree with that evidence, even though there's fucking mountains of it. and You would literally be buried by it. It's okay. You don't agree with it. That's fine. You don't agree with that evidence, but you can't say that it's an emotional appeal because it doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. What would the emotional appeal of we live in a changing global, you know, climate and we need to do something about it? Like, why? Where would that start from? I don't know. Like, where would that start from? Is this a start from a sad Indian with single tear? I hope so. Does that where it's? Does that where it starts? I, like I, that's, the, I gotta admit, Tom, the sad ending with a single tear is kind of my fetish. So that's, <laughs> that's where it all starts for you. Um, I love the idea too. It that, ends like, there too, Tom. <laughs> uh, it's all I need: one tear for lube, and I'm ready to go. Uh, that's it, baby. I love too that like she's like that's the best way to defeat them. How would you know? You literally got nothing accomplished. <laughs> like. That'd be like saying, like, yeah, I've got a a, a, a zero and sixteen record, yeah. Um, so I'd like to be interviewed on how to win. Yeah, like, it's like it's like leaving a turkey outside all day and telling me how to cook it. You know, right? it's like, you didn't. Yeah, know, right. What you, you do here is, I mean, you're fucking insane. Like, you didn't figure it out. Everything she opposed, um, everything she opposed went through. Like, she opposed the uh, she opposed ba- Obamacare. That, yeah. you know. That went through, right. but she she opposed the Dodd Frank financial reforms. Yeah, uh, those are now a reality. Uh, she opposed the 2009 stimulus. She opposed the auto industry bailout. She opposed the TARP bailout. Um, all of those went through. Like what? What actually? What? I'm going to Google this. What were her fucking signature accomplishments? Because it seems like the only thing she accomplished was just to be a fucking annoying voice screeching out. Um. Oh, she helped to get a bridge built. <laughs> oh, oh, did you find something? Yeah, it says, uh, she says that she has no regrets. Um, it says the first question came easy. What do you consider your greatest accomplishment? 
helping to get the St. Croix River Bridge built. Um, she said that uh, she broke the political logjam. She got it done, and that was her greatest accomplishment. Amazing. That's it. So, uh, thankfully, there is now going to be a bridge, the St. Croix River Bridge. Um, I'm sure most of America will remember that as, as a great moment in, in history <laughs> when the St. Croix River Bridge was built. Well, certainly... Uh, had a, a grand impact on the... It's in uh, St. Croix, right? Yeah, St. Croix. I think it's in America. <laughs> I'm not real sure. Um, that's it. That's the accomplishment. Uh, that's amazing, But it was an man. evidence-based accomplishment. <laughs> they needed a bridge, and, and I evidently gave right, them and one. And the evidence shows that they now have one. So we'd like to thank our newest patrons. Of course, we want to thank all our patrons for patronizing us. We thank you so much for your generous donations. But we want to thank specifically Will, Mark, Travis, Max, Matthew, and Avi. Thank you all so much for your generous donations. Uh, they go a long way to making sure the show is possible, and we really appreciate them. Uh, so thank you. Got a little bit of email we want to burn through here real quick. We want to start by saying uh, that we did uh, update our website. So the website, we, we had alluded to it earlier, and you might have seen it on social media, but now it's actually 100% updated. Uh, when we sent it out before, uh, I hadn't changed some of the buttons on the side, and I kind of was messing around with it a little bit, but it is 100% updated. So if you go to dissonancepod.com, you'll see a brand new website. Uh, it's totally set up differently now. Uh, if you have any questions or concerns or messages that you want to talk to us about, uh, you can send them to us uh, at dissonance.podcast at gmail.com, and we'll talk to you about what if, they're, if you're looking for a particular feature that may or may not be there anymore. Uh, we think it's a more usable site, and it's now mobile-friendly, which is helpful. Uh, it's going to be our, our, our great hope that eventually uh, Patreon not only has an app, but also goes mobile-friendly, too, so people will have a much easier time downloading any extra content or, or content that gets there sooner than our normal RSS feed. Um, but that's still in the works, and it's been in the works since September. So um, hopefully they, within the new year, they they roll that thing out. But our website has been updated. Um, if you just don't like the style of it, I don't care. So don't send me a message that says... Yeah, right. Like, uh, why is it this yeah, color instead of that yeah, color? Yeah, I don't so. care about that. I, what I do care about, though, is if there's some sort of functionality that you think is missing... Um, there's some things I clearly can't change, but I may be able to help see if I could figure it out or something like that. But it's going to be a work in progress for the next couple of weeks. But uh, if you haven't had a chance to take a look, you could take a look at it. And uh, and we think that it's we think it's pretty cool now. So hopefully it'll be useful. It looks great. I appreciate all the I mean, I will say this on, you know, I appreciate all the effort that you put into that, Cecil. Um, I will say that I did have a hand in it in that Cecil sent me a text message. Hey, check out the new site. <laughs> and then I did. He <laughs> got to see it. Pretty so, much when everybody else was, if anybody else was looking at it. It was funny, too, because during the middle of me actually working on it, someone sent a message that was like, hey, your website's kind of effed up. And I'm just like, yeah, dude, I'm working on it right now, you know? So it was kind of funny. But it, while while I was actually working on it, someone... It's like you got your car yeah. up on blocks yeah. and you're like fucking fixing <laughs> something. And someone's like, hey, man, want to race? This thing doesn't run. What's going on with you? We got a ton because it's it's that time of year, Tom. We got a ton of messages about eggnog. We got a couple of images that we want to talk about. The first one is we're just going to put it as an image. Um, you'll see where eggnog comes from. It's kind of funny image. So that'll be the image for this episode. But then there's also a picture of vegan eggnog on our website. So go there and check it out. Dissonancepod.com. You should be able to click on it to check out the uh uh, the images that are that are associated with the episode, you're going to be looking for episode 198, despite what Tom says. 
Damn it. We got a message from Alan, and Alan says, hey, I was looking for a donate button. Do you still accept one-time donations? We haven't put that back on the site, but thank you for reminding us. We'll put it down. It'll be on the right-hand side, a little bit lower. I'll try to put it up there this week um, for one-time donations. You can, of course, if you wanted to become a patron, uh, and then you get a chance to decide how much comes out of your account. So if you don't want to pay anymore, you could just cancel it or just say decline it. Um, after one donation cycle, that's perfectly fine too. Uh, but uh, that does require an action on your part. So we're, we're going to try to put together the one-time donation button so people who want to do that can um, look for it a little later on this week. Yeah, and thank you very much for asking. You know, just the, uh, you know, it, it's something we should have back on the site, and it obviously shows that you're looking to support the show. So we appreciate that. Thank you. I got a couple of messages about Christian computer programming. This has really touched a nerve, I think, on a lot of people. Um, and this is interesting. This is from Brad, and Brad says, uh, of course there needs to be Christian family values in programming profession. Can you imagine Klingenschmidt walking to, into a room and seeing his on, this on his wife's computer screen? And these are the commands, and these are all in caps. Touch, grep, unzip, mount. And I, this is just F-S-C-K, so I'm going to say F-suck. I don't know if that's right, but whatever. <laughs> and then you mount he says, these are actual commands in Unix. And I thought this was very funny. It made me laugh out loud. I think this is great that people sent us this stuff. Someone else sent us a message. And this is from, uh, this is from Mitch. And I'm going to put this on our site. Mitch sent us an overview. This is a PDF document, Tom. This has to be 20 pages long about uh, computer programming and religion. I have to say that this went right over my head. But I'm sure people out there will get a kick out of it. So if you uh, happen to see it, uh, if you want to see it, it's going to be on this episode. This is episode 198. So check it out. Uh, and, and you could find Mitch's, uh, <laughs> Mitch's very long document that went straight over Tom's head uh, and my head when we were, ta- <laughs> we're talking about computer programming in Jesus. It went so far above my head, I couldn't fucking find yeah. it if I was in a jet. I am sure it's very funny. Though I'm sure, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not that sure, but someone will tell us if it's funny. Well, okay, so here's an interesting thing that uh, that Lee sent. Lee sent us chocolate eggnog. Yeah, they didn't actually send no, actual chocolate, no, eggnog. but a picture of it because you can't transport right. not things yet. like that via U.S. mail. Not, you have and, to put, a, put well, them in yeah. a biohazard truck. And the founding fathers were against that. So, right. yeah. yes, absolutely. No, this it, it, it's chocolate eggnog. Maybe that would be twenty percent less disgusting. It'd be hard, man. I don't know, dude. I don't know, but it's also from a Promised Land dairy or whatever, and it has Bible quotes on the eggnog. <laughs> Not only do you get eggnog, but you get Bible quotes too. It's like the worst day of your life. Golly, I can't. I mean, it's oh. like, oh man, it's eggnog. Fuck. Oh, but it's chocolate eggnog. I don't think that helps. I actually think that would make me like chocolate less. And I worry about that. Like, like, I don't know that that's possible. It's not good. Uh, so we're going to have to wrap it up here with a, an email from Emily that I just, it went right past Tom and I, and we think it's great that you caught this. Emily says, I was just listening to episode 197. Uh, while Pat Robertson blathered on about how gays were going to die out on account of not pre- reproducing, it occurred to me, he just admitted that people are born gay. If it were a choice... If it couldn't be passed on genetically and thus it wouldn't matter one whit who the parents were or what the plumbing preference happened to be. And I thought, wow, that went right past me. I missed it. But absolutely. I think he did. Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. A, a fucking say that it's it's genetic. 
Right? That's exactly it, you know? But, I mean, it would actually be kind of funny to write in about that, but it wouldn't go anywhere. Yeah, you wouldn't. You know? You'd never get on the air, that's for right. sure. Yeah. So next episode is going to be a midweek episode, and we're going to be doing our uh, year in review. So we're going to be talking about a lot of the uh, psychic predictions that happened this year, all the goofy stories that happened this year that were pseudoscience-based and things like that. It should be a pretty fun episode. The lists are always fun to talk about, so we're going to be uh, de- dealing that out on New Year's Day. And then uh, we're going to have one more episode, I think, between uh, – that's, that's episode 199. And then it's our 200th episode. Uh, and our 200th episode is going to have another guest extravaganza on. We're going to have a bunch of guests on. We're gonna, we've been recording a, a couple of these ahead of time because we don't want to get slogged the day of. Uh, but they're, they're going to be great segments. They're going to be fun guests. This is your opportunity also, people who want to get a plug out for your podcast. This would be a great opportunity to call us in on our on our voicemail or send us a short clip that you recorded that not only wishes us a happy 200th episode, but also plugs your podcast. These have to be short. So please try to keep them under 30 seconds. Uh, If they're long, I might not use them. If you want to call in and give us a happy 200th uh, as a listener, we'd love to get uh, a call from you in the next couple weeks. We're going to be collating them. They need to come in by the second. So on the second of January, you'd need to either Call in our phone number, which you can find on our website, or you can uh, you can send it in via email through a small file like an MP3. That would work just fine. If you send it to us at dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. Lots of times the, the recording quality is a little better then. So if you record it on the memo uh, app on your phone, it'll probably sound a lot better. But we'd love to get a collection of these of you wishing us a happy 200 so we could put them on this episode uh, and, and so if you would like to do that, please do it. If you want to plug your podcast, you got 30 seconds. You go over 30 seconds, I cannot guarantee anything. And I think it would be, be a blast to have a whole bunch of these things just kind of coming through. Anybody who's got a show or got, you know, a charity to, to plug, um, you know, do that too. You know, I mean, that, I, I think that this is the opportunity that, uh, that a lot of people have been kind of waiting for. <laughs> we get these requests from time to time. So it would, it would make for an interesting segment. So that wraps it up for episode 198. Eight. We will be back with 199 this week, and we are going to leave you, as always, with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council.